Hey there, Scott from Who Cares About Men's Health. And over the past couple of weeks, I've been sharing some episodes and recipes from a mini series I've been working on with our favorite dietitian, Teresa Dvorak. And for this episode, we get to hear how Nayeli and the rest of the U of U Health cooking crew responded to the not so traditional enchilada recipe. By the way, I thought they were fantastic. And co host Alex went a little rogue and learned a very valuable cooking lesson from Teresa. And the recipe for this week will introduce Vietnamese-inspired turkey meatball rice bowls. So check it out. And by the way, if you want the recipes, go to cooking.thescoperadio.com. That's cooking.thescoperadio.com. Was it a flavor fiesta or did last week's enchiladas stray too far from tradition? Plus, this week's new recipe has us pickling veggies and making our own sauce. It's cooking with the U of U Health Crew to make more meals at home challenge. If you want to participate, the first place to go is cooking.thescoperadio.com. You can find all the recipes and other supporting information at cooking.thescoperadio.com. The cooking crew is ready to go. Alex is here. How did shredding of El Polo go this week? <laughs> I think that might have been the easiest part. I, had, I, strugg- I struggled a little bit this week. All right. All right. Uh, Nayeli, is El Polo the way I should have said that? Everybody was laughing, so I think I screwed something up. Oh, yes. It's El Pollo. Oh, El Pollo. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you helping me there. Uh, Nayeli, did you come to terms with the non-traditional enchiladas? Okay. I'll leave it at that and then we'll dive into it. All right. Uh, Johnny, did these enchiladas dethrone your beloved burritos? I mean, they, they're going to keep good company with my current burritos. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to discuss last week's recipe and then we're going to get our fourth and final recipe during this episode. Also joining us, our recipe architect and nutrition expert, D- Teresa Dvorak. Registered Dietitian and Director of Culinary Medicine in the University of Utah College of Health's Department of Nutrition and Integrative Physiology. Uh, Teresa, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. Can't wait to get to this new recipe. It looks looks like a doozy. I don't know. It looks like a lot of kitchen time, but we'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about these chicken enchiladas. Crew, how was it? Nayeli, I am dying to find out how it was for you and your thoughts. So overall... It was it was good. I won't say that it was like bad or it tasted bad, but I just don't think I would make these again. I just didn't like the taste. It it just wasn't what I was like, like what I'm used to. And I know like I try to like put it in my head to not expect like the usual enchiladas I make. All right. So if they were just called Nayeli's Cheesy Delight <laughs> <laughs> and weren't called enchiladas, would you have liked them? maybe if you yeah, didn't have the image of you know the, of enchiladas in there was too much emotional connection to the word <laughs> enchilada i think you know what i think that's the issue <laughs> and that's okay that's okay yeah you know, but it'll take it takes time sometimes for us to make some of those transitions um and maybe you never will and maybe you'll never cook this recipe again um or maybe three years down the road you might say let's try it again and see if it's different. I think Teresa can handle it if you didn't like them and you're never going to make them again. It's okay. Yeah, like it was just a combination of different things that I wouldn't usually use, but like I'm um, like as I mentioned, like it was good. Um 
I think it well like overall too like the preparation was easy like I made I felt like Johnny with this 100 burritos like <laughs> it made a lot of enchiladas going. and the serving size too another thing that I noticed was that like usually when I make enchiladas I do make them with like corn tortillas which are smaller but I end up like eating like a lot like let's say like five or more if I'm really that hungry and with this with these enchiladas I ate two like I think I ate like one and a half because it was like enough like I felt very satisfied like it was it was a great portion size yeah and I made a lot like I can have some today and until whenever all right Johnny where are you at on these enchiladas well, I'm no enchilada expert like Nayeli, but I think I know my way around a burrito. <laughs> and as far as the burrito meter goes, I think it was excellent. I like I, that, the burrito meter. <laughs> yeah. So you enjoyed them. What was it that you enjoyed about them, would you say? I thought they were spicy-ish. They were not spicy, but they were spicy-ish, so it had a, just a little bit of a kick. And um, the chicken, obviously. And the fact that I could eat it without feeling guilty about eating them. Uh, and the fact that I have a ton of leftovers and it's been my lunch for these past couple of days. I love that. And those are your priorities when it came. I, I think that's another interesting thing, right? Like food serves different purposes and different has different priorities for us. And you just kind of listed out yours. Uh, I agree. I love those Chipotle chilies. I put in a couple extra ones. I like that smoke. Yeah, me too. Or- that um, they gave the enchiladas. Alex, where are you at? I think part of it was me. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I literally texted the group and I was like, I went rogue and I probably shouldn't have done it because I think I paid the price. So oh, no. <laughs> I struggled. I they were I ate them like they they were actually better leftovers, in my opinion. But mm. so I think I had said last week, I was like, well, you know, I'm still it was the tortilla mindset. So I use like these low carb keto tortillas but they're street size like street taco size i mean oh sure yeah yeah, so smaller much smaller which meant i had so many i felt like i was prepping burritos (laughs) like johnny and i was like i can't i don't need all of this you needed to open up a food truck (laughs) yeah so i wound up i really felt so wasteful i had like half of the mixture left but I had no more tortillas and space. And I was like, oh, gosh, what if I don't even like them? So I threw out like half the food, which oh. was like really disappointing for myself. Again, because I bought small size tacos. Well, um, in the future, you can just give it to me. You know, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, I know. I should have just like <laughs> bought more, you know, tortillas and more pans. Or refrigerate the mixings and you could have, yeah. Yeah, or I'll put it on salad or just on top of uh, rice or a different grain if you wanted to. Yeah, so then I came into the issue too, though. I think it was too much cumin. I'm not actually Mm. a super big cumin fan. And when I saw two tablespoons, I was like, oh. So I did like one and a half, and even that was pushing it. So I probably could have backed off on that. I didn't add enough salt. Um, And then I was super confused about this like milk broth, like milk chicken broth combination. Because when I took it out of the oven, it was just liquid at the bottom. So I like drained out the pan. So I was like, what am I doing? Um, they didn't really, I don't know. They, I don't know if I did them right. My husband liked them um, and we had some leftovers. But yeah, I didn't want to eat like enchiladas for like five days. So I, and then it took me a long time to prep. So I really struggled. I was super excited about them. I would 
maybe make them again, but it was a long prep time for me for some reason. And I don't know, again, I think it might've been user error. I'm going rogue. That was me. So. Sure. That's really great feedback. I think if I was, if I was using smaller tacos, um, or tortillas, excuse me, kind of like Nayeli had mentioned when she traditionally makes them, she makes them with a corn tortilla, um, is rather that, because I can see how that would get like you're rolling and rolling and rolling these tortillas. Um, and sometimes those smaller ones are ones that aren't made with a wheat-based flour or an almond flour, then they they can sometimes break or cr- um, crumble a little bit and not hold together so well. Um, and so I would make it a little bit more like a, um, like a Mexican enchilada or a, a Mexican um, lasagna where you're layering the tortillas and then the mixture and then tortillas and then the mixture and, and do it that way. That might be one way to try it out, um, and see if it's not quite so overwhelming, but, um, with the seasoning perfectly, I think recipes are kind of a guide when it comes to seasoning. Um, and, and, as you start to read more recipes and trying recipes from, from different sources, you'll find that, okay, certain cookbooks or certain blogs, you need to increase the spices because it tastes, the food often tastes bland or vice versa, or certain flavors tend to come through. Um, and so some of that is kind of that recipe literacy that we're also getting at. Um, and that the more you're reading different recipes, uh, you'll, you'll start to kind of feel of, you know, given the quantity, is this too much? Is it not enough? But then tasting it throughout. Play around with the spices a little bit more, always starting on the less side um, because you can always add more of anything rather than trying to take something away, especially like cumin, which can be pretty flavorful. Alex, my experience was similar in that I felt like, so I used the appropriate size tortillas, although I found eight inch ones instead of seven. I don't know. But anyway, I was with my tape measure going, is this the right size? Uh, is it diameter or is it the radius? Or is it the circumference? I don't, I don't remember any of this math. Um, uh, it took me a long time to prep as well. And I don't know why, because the recipe didn't look that involved. So I don't know what my problem was. If it was I had to keep going back to the recipe, losing time. Like if I made this a few times, if I could be a lot more efficient, I don't know if I was a slow chopper. So I was a little put off by that, the amount of time, because I had other things I had scheduled I had to get done that night, and I'm just watching myself go over my time. Um, But I will say, after I was done, the amount of leftovers I got divided by the time I invested is a pretty good ratio. So I'm pretty happy about that. And I thought mine were pretty good. Like I said, I put in extra of those chilies and I like that flavor. I completely forgot to salt and pepper mine, but I didn't miss that at all personally. And I thought like Nayeli, they were really filling, which I enjoyed. Like mm-hmm. a couple really filled me up and Kate kept me satiated for you know the whole night. Very satisfying, very comforting. And again, it kind of made me think about like, what do I want out of food? Not only do I necessarily, because I could have made a lot of other things that would have taken a lot less time that could have been probably just as nutritious or even more so. But after I ate them, I felt satisfied. I felt happy, <laughs> you know, so maybe there's something to be said for that. And I'm looking forward to uh, having some leftovers that make me happy again. 
<laughs> I'm finding happiness in enchiladas, guys. Are you worried about me yet? Are you going to call it intervention? <laughs> What's the best way to store these? I struggle with that. I got a Tupperware that was big enough to put in a couple of enchiladas. I didn't want to put any on top of those because I'd afraid that they'd freeze together and stick together. Yeah, I wouldn't stack them. Yeah, wrapping them in tinfoil individually or what would you recommend? Or if you had like a piece of parchment paper or wax paper that you could layer them with, then you could also just not put the top cheese on. And when you take them, say, out of the freezer or out of the refrigerator and you're warming them back up in the oven, do the final sprinkling of cheese at that point. And then you're not having to worry about that cheese just you're losing all of that cheese and it's sticking to your outer wrapper. Any questions on the chicken enchilada before we get to the new recipe? Does anybody else have anything they want to contribute? Well, I do still have a question about the liquid. And again, maybe because I used the wrong tortillas, but what was supposed to happen with the milk and the chicken broth? Yep. Great question. So there, there should be end up with a little bit of liquid. Most of it is going to get absorbed into the tortilla. So if you're, if you were to bake it without the milk and chicken broth, um, your tortillas would really dry out. Um, and you would end up with really crisp, brittle tortillas as well as sticking more to your pan. Um, and so you'd kind of end up with this mess in a very different flavor. Whereas um, with the broth and milk and have it, keeping it covered for the initial part, um, it's helping to keep the moisture into the tortilla and the burrito. Um, and it's possible that different, uh, tortillas are going to absorb that moisture differently. Um, and so that certainly could have been happening. If you noticed that it was too much, um, and it really didn't kind of thicken, um, afterwards and you're using those tortillas again, then you could certainly decrease the amount, uh, and then, and just make sure that it's still your tortillas aren't drying out too much or that they're not sticking to the bottom of your pan uh, too much when you're pulling them out after it's cooked. I feel like I had to cook mine longer than the recipe in order to get that sauce to kind of boil away like we discussed in the last episode. And I think if I had to do it over again, I took the tinfoil off when the recipe said, I think I would have left the tinfoil on for another five to eight minutes and done that because I did end up with some of my tortilla shells a little brittle, even though I had liquid in there. So I think I would have kept it tended, cooked it. It feels like my oven, I need an extra five, 10 minutes on everything I do. Is that even possible? <laughs> like that seems like a lot of extra time. Variation. Yeah. Very. That's normal. Um, that kind of up to about 15 minutes plus or minus is what I typically find um, across brands um, as well as the age of an appliance will also take into effect. Um, if you have it on, you know, certainly there's a big difference too if you're doing it under a convection mode versus a, a regular uh, um oven setting mode. Um, so yeah, there can be quite a, a variation in the timing. Um, usually about 15 minutes plus or minus. All right. Well, sounds like it was a little bit of a mixed bag this week, um, uh, on the reviews and on the success in the kitchen. Let's see if for this fourth recipe, we can get things back on track. Teresa, 
What are we making this week? Bon me turkey meatball rice bowls. What do you guys think? Sounds pretty fancy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I had to look up where like this. What is bon me? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a traditional Vietnamese style dish. So typically you're going to get a, um, a bon me will typically be, um, it'll be a sandwich vehicle rather than in a rice bowl. So this is a little bit of a spin, um, on your traditional Vietnamese bon me sandwiches, um, and using, um, ground turkey instead of maybe the traditional pork that is often found in um, Vietnamese uh, sandwiches, but they also use a variety of ingredients. Um, and hopefully that kind of comes through in the sauces as well in the mixtures with the ground turkey. Why did you pick this recipe? I picked this recipe because it's maybe something new. Um, I wanted, when I was thinking about all of the recipes that we've done over the podcast, I wanted kind of a, a wide variety of uh, skills being used as well as um, different maybe meal prep or ways that we can bring variety into what we're cooking. And I'm a saucy person. I enjoy sauces. And I think sauce is often the key to make taking a dish from just okay to like over the top amazing. Yeah. Um, and and so I, I wanted to make sure that we were bringing in some of that. Grain bowls are are when I think about uh, meal prep and kind of just putting everything in a bowl and having different ingredients and anybody at the table can make it to their own liking. Um, I really enjoy the ability to, to have a meal where folks can kind of pick and choose and choose their own adventures based off of what flavors they enjoy. Alex, how's the husband going to like this? this? Is this is this a little different than what you normally have? He loves Bon Me. We have oh. a place close to our house that he loves, but it might be me that might need the convincing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's new for me. I'm not super, like I said, adventurous. Um, I so I know he will enjoy okay. it. Um, so yeah. How about uh, you, Nayeli? This is something new for my household, <laughs> but I think, I mean, it sounds really good. I'm excited to try it and I have high hopes. I think it's going to be good. Johnny. I have never had anything like this before. Looks like a lot of chopping. And I do have a question about the pickling because I looked at the recipe and it doesn't say, unless I missed it, it doesn't say specifically how long to pickle the vegetables. So, Teresa, what's the appropriate amount of pickling? Yeah, so these this is what we call kind of a quick pickle. Um, and as long as the vegetables are in the pickling brine for 10, 15 minutes, they will essentially be pickled. Certainly the longer you let it sit, kind of the sweeter the vegetables will get um, and really bring out the sweetness in those vegetables. Okay. So ideally, if I wanted more sweet, probably prep the pickled vegetables the night before. You certainly could. Yep. And it very well, um, so it like the recipe only calls for 
two radishes and you could certainly leave them raw if you like the taste of raw radish. That's perfectly fine. Um, or you could try them a couple of different ways. You could try pickling some and leaving some raw and you can kind of pick and choose with how you build your final bowl. I'm pretty excited about this. So as I mentioned in our first episode, we do one of those meal services and they like to do a lot of recipes from uh, cuisine that I've never tried before. So like this banh mi turkey meatball rice bowl would be something I would expect. And one of the things they tend to do a lot in a lot of cultures that I didn't know is this quick pickling. And um, it's super easy and super good. So I'm excited about that. Um, where I'm a little intimidated by this recipe, Teresa, is uh, I'm looking at some of these sauces I'm going to have to buy. Um, I've, you know what, the rice vinegar, soy sauce, hoisin sauce, sesame oil. I don't know if I have that stuff. And that seems like it might get a little pricey and I'm a little concerned then like, what am I going to do with these things that I've never had that I'm used once? Is there a pre-made sauce solution for this that one could get, or did I just offend you to your core? <laughs> <laughs> um, so and, and that, that is understandable. Some ways to, to think about some of these different oils and sauces, um, is that if you have an Asian supermarket near where you live, um, these are often much more, uh, much less expensive than at a traditional kind of American grocery store. Um, and so this is maybe something that uh, if you wanted to share ingredients, the nice thing about kind of this environment is that we're relatively close. So we could maybe share some of these ingredients to try them out. I have a question. Yeah, Nayeli. So I've noticed, I think in this, I don't remember which recipe it was, but we had to use kosher salts. And I've actually been really like wondering, like, is there a difference between the salts we use? What is kosher salt? And do I absolutely need it? Because to be honest, I I think in one of the recipes, like I went to go look at the salt and I just decided not to buy it because I'm like, I have salt at home. Like, why am I going to buy another kind of salt? But I mean, in reality, I don't know if it actually makes a difference. Yeah. So kosher salt compared to kind of table salt. Um Chemically, they're exactly the same. It's just that kosher salt um, is a larger granular than table okay. salt, right? So table salt is really of a, of a fine kind of sandy um, granular size, whereas kosher salt is kind of the chunky salt. So, okay. um, and with that, it tends to have a little bit of a, of a saltier uh, flavor. And so you can get by with using a bit less. Um, but something like this, um, yes, because it's a relatively small amount, right? It's a quarter of a teaspoon of kosher salt. You could make that substitution of table salt just fine. Um, it's going to slightly adjust the flavor, but not so much that you're going to notice. Um, and so in some, some recipes, like if you were doing, if you were baking and you were using a larger quantity of salt, like a, a teaspoon of salt, you would want to adjust that measurement. But in such a small amount like this, um, just table salt would be just fine. Okay. So it kind of just depends on what you're, you're making. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Baking baking just tends to be a lot more sensitive to the ratios of the chemicals, like baking powder, baking soda, salt, those kinds of things. Mm. Um, whereas something of this sort is really just the flavoring, and you can easily adjust the saltiness uh with a table salt as well as what you could with a kosher salt. Hey Teresa, um, one of the things that uh has disappointed my wife about this cooking challenge is she's a vegetarian. <laughs> she is not not been able to share the recipes. Um, could I go to the store and buy vegetarian meatballs and then sauce them up and pickled vegetables and, and, and get something similar? Um, I have used like a, um, a teriyaki meatball before. And then, um, and those seem to do pretty well. That's kind of a quick cheat on this one, um, of having a pre-made meatball. Um, but you know, something else that you could do is just tofu, um, or like a tempeh or something of that sort, um, and use the same sauce that you are incorporating with your meatballs um, to flavor the turkey, the ground turkey. Um, I would just dress your or marinate your tofu in that same sauce. So the ginger, the garlic, the soy sauce um, and and marinate the tofu and then saute that up. And I think that would be a delicious substitute as well. Okay. Those are some good ideas. I think I'm still going to try the turkey, but I would also like to make my wife a plate because yeah, she's very disappointed. Certainly. So, you know, just have your two fry pans, one with the tofu and one with the turkey meatballs. Um, and the meatballs too. So depending on the brand of ground turkey, some will have a higher moisture content than others. You might need to add more breadcrumbs if you're noticing that it's that it's really moist. I also have one question at the end. How, what is the dish supposed to taste like? Is it supposed to be savory, salty or savory, sweet? I kind of want to know if I messed up <laughs> before. <laughs> sure. um, I'd go savory, salty. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, and it's, it's going to have kind of that mixture of texture as well, because some of your ingredients, like the cucumbers and the red cabbage are going to be raw and crunchy, um, whereas some of the other ingredients are going to be soft um, and and full, of really flavor forward. Um, and there's there's a couple, you know, we've we've talked about that this group um, or members of this group like spicy things um, and your jalapeno. And if you choose to use some kind of hot sauce on it, you can certainly adjust that flavor combination um, or that heat intensity if you want. Uh, keeping in mind that the, if you are using jalapenos, the heat is going to be really in the white membranes and the seeds of your jalapenos. So just be mindful um, on that of how much heat you specifically like when you're making your bowls. And this looks pretty involved. Uh, how much time should I budget to make this? Now, keep in mind, I am a noob. I right? am slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably uh, about an hour if we're doing things at so the same me, time. So you're making the rice yeah. while you're doing. <laughs> yeah. 
while you're doing the meatballs. Um, and the meatballs are going to be baking in the oven. Your rice is going to be cooking on the stove. Um, I, I liked Johnny's if you're not, you know, if you're unsure on the pickling, that's an easy thing to make the day before or very much in advance. Um, and that's okay too. All right. Let's talk about nutrition on this recipe. Um, we're 435 calories per serving fat, 13.5 grams, carbs, 51 grams, fiber, five grams. So your net carbs somewhere around 46 and pretty good protein again, uh, 29 grams. So uh, any other things from a nutrition standpoint? And then what do we add to it to make it a full meal? Or is this really just a truly a full meal? I'm going to go with full meal meal category. And I think it the thing I like about bowls is that you can really customize it and you can you can move some of these pieces around. Um, this recipe does call for using brown rice. So you're going to have a bit more fiber there. You can play around with how much rice. It's about three the this, these numbers come from about three quarters of a cup. So just less than a cup of rice in the bowl. Um, but you can certainly up the vegetables more. You can add a couple more, um, turkey meatballs if you wanted to. I think if anything, um, it might, you know, it's certainly because of the soy sauce, um, it it's leaning on being higher in sodium. Um, and so if that's something that you're watching, then you could use something like a coconut aminos or a low sodium tamari sauce, um, that has slightly lower or significantly lower amounts of sodium in them as well. Um, or, or is one other piece to keep in mind. All right, crew, no more questions. You guys ready to get cooking? We'll yeah, see. Ready. All right. <laughs> it's always that we'll see with me. <laughs> Let's go make this recipe. Let's share our family and friends, and we'll talk about how it was and how it went in the next episode. And if you're listening, uh, hopefully you are taking the four-week Make Your Own Meals Challenge. You can go to cooking.thescoperadio.com and click Take the Challenge to get the recipes and to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and make it and then post pictures. Tell us what you thought. Did you make some modifications? What challenges did you face? And most importantly, how did it taste? You can share your insights, your setbacks and your successes on our social media channels, facebook.com slash U of U health, Instagram at U of U health. The hashtag is M Y O M challenge for make your own meals challenge. And if you really need to talk to us, hello at the and the cooking crew will return next week with our take on this recipe and to wrap up the make more meals at home challenge.